Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Don't talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. This is Real Nerds Podcast, the best movie podcast on the internet. I am joined this week, as always, with Brad. It's a fact. Scientists have proven, and we are the best podcast about movies on the internet that you can find. Yeah, I know, totally. I mean, it's not even a question. You know why it is, Brad? Because no. every week we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw No Hard Feelings. Stay tuned if we recommend the film or not. Play the trailer and then spoil the film. We also talk about movie news and something we watched this week. Brad, how was your week this week? Yeah, same old, same old. Just working, trying to pay bills. How's yours? Uh, same. I mean, it's been a week since I talked to you. So, you know, I just like to get caught up every once in a while. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, post con, just trying to keep it low, uh, low profile, you know, just, uh, relax a bit because it was a pretty stressful buildup. So, yep, it, it is when it's over. There's this like, uh, I don't know if letdown's the right word, but there's a def- deflation that happens. Yeah, come uh, down. Yeah. And uh, for me, this year is weird because as soon as I, Got done at the con. We we left what like at eight thirty ish. Yeah, something like that. Um, I had to race home and pack uh, myself and my son. We were on a plane to Tennessee at uh, seven in the morning. So, um, quick turnaround straight into being out of state with just me and my boy. And then hung out in Tennessee for four days, uh, flew back, <laughs> had a day and a half off, and then I was in training for five to straight days. So, what do you no training re- yourself to do? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of a cool training. It's um, it's called uh, force science, where they look at the human dynamics in um, use of force calls between people that use force and how we react to it. Um, so it's a lot of data and a lot of how uh, they did a lot of uh, what do you call it? It's not, is it an experiment when you have 
run a, a trials maybe where you run a bunch of people through something over and over again to find um, a common variable and see um, the average time it takes for someone to like hit you with a baseball bat and things like that. Yeah. Um, trials. That's yeah. Like, so I go it, with, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's really interesting. Um, but you know, after you have lectures for 50 straight hours, it's on Friday, I was hoping and praying it would end and it did. <laughs> and you know, Oh wait, but that's not till next week. So yeah, so um <laughs> uh so we're still in the middle of this week. Um so I still have one day left and you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, yeah, try not try to have fun, I guess, the best you can. Yeah. Um cool. Brad, we saw no hard feelings this week. Do you have a hard on for no hard feelings? <laughs> uh weird uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to, uh, yeah uh do you recommend no hard feelings yeah it's fun i mean it's kind of the romantic comedy movie i've seen a bunch of times a little raunchier um uh, the, the characters are a little uh different but yeah it, when you go in you're, you're you're starting in a familiar place ending in a familiar place and uh yeah i, I had fun uh, but it's not something it probably won't end up on my film explosion list. I I think we're in the same boat on this one. I it was actually sweeter than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Um I, I expected it to be a little more raunchy. Um but th- I will say I think Jennifer Lawrence is a great actor and she's really good in this movie. Because she kind of, I think she took some time off. It feels like I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, I think she um, had a baby or something. She did. And I know she said she was going to take time off to raise her family. Um, Ugh, actors. I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, I think Don't Look Up was the last thing she was in. I was going to um, say, like, has she done any more comedy? And yeah, you're right. Don't Look Up. Yeah. Uh, but it, she's fantastic in it. Uh, the guy they had play her quote-unquote love interest he was really funny in it yeah i just uh i i had fun watching this film here's the trailer for no hard feelings the new house is right on the water come on dog you know how we do gt with lime we're not open until noon it is noon it's 11 57 now what time is it 11 56 <laughs> good lord you need to fire her i can't fire her. she has a disability what no i don't you don't no that's the reason why i hired you i'm an uber driver and i don't have a car come on up his parents said if i quote date their son they'd give me a buick regal you won't even rent your house out but now you're gonna rent out your badge you have a roadrunner tattoo covering your entire back i don't think you should tell anybody what to do with their body nope I'm going to teach you how to have fun. Am I allowed to be here? You can't be scared of everything your whole life. Fuck. Maddie Barker. Your little disappearing act. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. Congratulations. Is her vagina dishwasher safe? She's a real person. What part of Russia did they ship her from? She's Russian? No. Mm, Fuck. You need to learn how to party. Have you seen Percy? 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 Doesn't anyone fuck anymore? I'm a car light of this. Had enough? No! 
Oh my god. Did you fuck him? I like your house a lot. It's cozy. Ooh, we should have some music. Dance party. Ow, oh, you're so little heavy on my legs. You wanna switch? Yeah, this is good. Uh, no Hard Feelings stars Jennifer Lawrence, like we said. And she plays a woman named Maddie who inherited a house from her mom and she hasn't paid taxes on it. So when she did that, the government seized a thing of value of her which is her car to pay her back taxes and she uses her car as an uber driver and she's also a bartender at a i guess shoreline bar or pier bar and she lives in montauk new york so it's during the summer and she needs her uber so she can make money and when they take her car she needs a new one and she sees an ad on Craigslist. Well, her friend finds an ad on Craigslist that says, hey, help our son by dating him and you can have our Buick. And she goes and meets the parents, played by Matthew Broderick and Laura Benati. There we go. Um, and... <laughs> And their son, Percy, is just this really introverted kid, uh, but he's very talented. And so the first half of the movie is her trying to get him to come out of his shell. And the second half is him starting to come out of the shell and, uh, you know, obviously falling in love with her because, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence is very pretty (laughs) and um, he's never had a girl show him that kind of attention before. So he kind of, you know, falls for her and it follows familiar beats. You mentioned it in your review at the beginning of romantic comedies where he doesn't want anything to do with her. She's, um, he respects her. Then he starts to fall for her and then he finds out about what his parents did and then he doesn't like her. And then it's all resolved by, you know, her learning her lesson to not be such a horrible person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, and, and how they get there, you know, there's a little in between stuff. Um, and they, it's, I mean, it's funny. And I mean, I, uh, my mind went to, have you seen Eastern Promises? <laughs> I have. I totally know so, what you're talking about. That's, so she has a scene where she skinny dips with them and comes out and kicks the shit out of these kids who take their clothes. And all I could think about, cause she does it completely nude. And all I could think about was Vigo Mortensen completely nude fighting those dudes in the bathhouse yeah. in Eastern Promises. <laughs> I don't know why my mind went there, but that's where it went. No, it's, they're very similar. Um, I mean, I'm guessing it was a body double with like her face on it um, digitally, but um, uh, no, imagine... I read an interview with her. She did it. Oh, she did it? Yeah. Yeah, because they show everything. Um, they do. <laughs> but imagine my surprise. Like the first time I watched it, I fell asleep when they f- go on their first date at the restaurant mm. and like, like, so halfway through the conversation and then I wake up and she's fighting naked on the beach. I was like, <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> what happened? What did I miss? And it's only like uh, maybe two minutes, but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
you know, there's some parts that I laughed really out loud. I, I liked when uh, he tried to go to that party without her, or she he left her in the limo, and she kicked the door in. She's like, "Did you fuck him?" Because <laughs> <laughs> suddenly she's jealous of the girl at the other dinner. Yeah, it's just it's it's funny. Um, but there's a great moment there too where he uh, to show how you know talented and he could if he just came out of his shell could get a girlfriend because he plays the piano and plays man eater and um just uh just fun moments like that yeah i i enjoyed you know it, it's it's this gross premise of this almost 30 year old trying to date a 19 year old um and uh yeah you, you you think it's just gonna be non-stop just like cringe and like bad uh you know, like pedophilic, like joke after joke, yeah. but it was actually kind of cute. Like, yeah, that's the premise, but like, you know, she goes and just like, they just, you know, get to know each other and they find out, you know, her, she's set up as like a shitty person mm-hmm. and, um, you know, he's this, uh, just, um, naive kid. Um, and he kind of just, you know, gets, uh, like an education in relationships in a very short amount of time. Cause uh, like I, I started to like really not like him when he started getting really shitty to her. Yeah. Um, especially once he finds out that, you know, what his parents have been up to. Um, like, okay, just sorry to interrupt you, but if, if that was me, I'd be like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Cause Jennifer Lawrence is like kind of smoking hot. I'd be yeah. down. And, and they, they went like the whole interview process. They went pretty thoroughly through like, you know, how delicate this situation can be and all the stuff they have to watch out for. So um, they actually did it pretty professionally. Um, it wasn't just very haphazard. Yeah, um, I didn't like him when they were having the uh, dinner. Yeah, it's like really. Actually, I think when he, um, he starts getting drunk in the limo was when I was like, oh, God, this Percy kid. Yeah. Um where I, I always kind of I still I always kind of liked the Maddie. I never really had an issue with her. I, I think I can understand why she's so guarded and doesn't want to, you know, settle down with anybody. Yeah. Um I, I mean I get it because when you learn the story about how her dad had an affair with her mom and how she was came into the world, um, you can see why she doesn't want to settle down with anybody in the town of Montauk, you know? I totally expected when they revealed like Matthew Broderick, uh, you know, had like this wild fling with someone from college. I thought it was going to totally come back around and she was going to find out that Matthew Broderick was like, was her dad, um, oh, who left her. Um, but yeah, I think thankfully that didn't happen because I think that'd been like too many layers. Yeah. To it. But, um, yeah, like, you know, she starts off pretty shitty, like treating people terrible, but I, I really enjoyed like when she's off on her own and finally getting her, her shit together. Like I was like, oh man, this is like a really like, like heartfelt movie. Cool. You know, yeah. so it's just this gross premise. Yeah. <laughs> Even, uh, you know, that tow truck guy at the beginning where she says, you're just too indecisive. And then it cuts <laughs> to him at the coffee bar and says, oh, should I get lemon? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think I should get? It's like funny jokes like that. I really enjoy. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And she's, like I said, she's really great in it. Um, she is, uh, I've always really liked Jennifer Lawrence. 
So it's cool to see her kind of star in a comedy like this. And, you know, it was nice going to see a comedy because it seems like they are so far and few between now. Yeah, I just think it's, it's you know, the movies they put out are based on audience, you know, interest and reaction. So I feel like audiences that aren't us only bother with these things on streaming. You know, it's, it's not something that's yeah. like, oh, I need to see this in Dolby Atmos. Yeah, I, um, I think uh, studios have really devalued their own um, yeah. brand. Yeah. And, you know, they put so much emphasis on opening weekend now where Elemental has quietly made a lot of money because it's a good movie and people are slowly keep on going to it. And people need stuff to take kids to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I think studios sometimes have to recalibrate how they do things because they want everything to be, you know, that Marvel, Hey, you know, 200, $150 million opening. Yeah. Um, where something that, should I mean something like Oppenheimer? I'm sure is going to just play out over weeks. It's not going to. I mean, it might make a lot of money opening weekend, but it's not going to do like Marvel business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, I don't think Inception even did Marvel business. You know? Oh no. I mean the the one I always point to um, is Batman Begins. I remember that opened only to like forty or thirty thirty five forty million. Yep. And it slowly just kept going and people kept seeing it because if you make a good movie, people will keep going. Um, I, I mean, was... Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is another one where people expected it to open so huge and it still did, but it slowly just kept making money because it was a good film. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. I think Batman Begins was even second in its opening weekend. You might be right. I can't remember. Um, I'm going to look it up. You should. So, so yeah, yeah. Keep, keep talking about this movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, that reminds me. I was going to say it. We've always said this. They're kind of hard to keep talking about. What? Go ahead. No, I, that just reminded me of something I saw online about. Um, I think it was Eric Idle said uh, he did a tweet where he said uh, he talked to a producer once. Um, and like, you know, we're, there's all this talk about how uh, big the budgets are on some of these movies. And it's like, why? Why so much? Like, I've seen comparable stuff for less. Um, and it's because it's easier to steal a million dollars when your budget's uh, like 300 million than it is when your budget's 80 million. Mm. So basically an accusation of like, sometimes these inflated budgets are to, to hide, um, you know, money going elsewhere. Interesting. Or to other people. So... Yeah, weekend 2005. Sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, no, that's what I got for no hard feelings. feelings. Yeah, like in another age, this would have been like a great date movie. I think when we were in high school, this probably wouldn't like, um, something like American Pie, like it probably would have done as well. Yeah. But yeah, nowadays they've devalued the, product so much that people are like that's something i can just include in my subscription i don't need to pay 20 bucks for that oh yeah so batman begins was number one but it, yeah it opened to 48 million yeah um, and mr and mrs smith was 26 million madagascar was 10 star wars episode 3 was in its third week at 10 million 
and then yeah, it ended with uh, two hundred five. Yeah, I mean that's quite the multiplier. So yeah, lots changed um, in box office expectations. This is this is great. Uh, people listening right now must be super psyched that we're just reading stats. <laughs> what are we doing hey, next? This is the movie news of the week. It's real news. Oh, we are doing news. Uh, nothing too crazy. I just wanted to point out that Pedro Pascal got nominated for everything he was in for the Emmys. Um, he was nominated for um, The Last of Us. He got nominated for uh, Saturday Night Live. And I'm missing one. Hang on. Stand by while we that... do more research. Yeah. No, I do like that he got nominated for his Mario Kart. On, um, yeah. Uh, on Saturday Night Live. Because I even love his reading where he goes, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> it's funny. Um, and he was nominated for uh, Outstanding Narrator for Patagonia, the Mountains um, segment. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? If he swept them all, that'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm in the group of that. I really like uh, Pedro Pascal. I think he's a really great actor. Yeah, no, I enjoy him too. Did he get any a, uh, Mandalorian love? He did not. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's really it because uh, we mentioned last week that the actors might go on strike and they did. So not much else going on except Hollywood is completely on strike. Besides the directors, they 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 reached a uh a deal. A deal. There we go. Yeah. But they totally should have stood solidarity with their other other guilds, but yeah, too late now. <laughs> yep. We know where you stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey. We watch things throughout the week in a segment I call What We've Been Watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Uh, yeah, so, uh, I think we got a couple options for this week's movie, and the one we didn't do was Joyride. Did you see Joyride? No, I was interested in that one, too. Um, yeah, I thought the trailer was funny, um... You know, this, uh, what, it's not a trio. What do we call like a quad of people? A quadrilogy. Remember when the alien set was called the quadrilogy? Yeah. Like they just made up that term for the set. Yep. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, these four Asian American friends, uh, like one of them, you know, was adopted in America and, uh, She's not really curious to find out who her real mom is, but her friend is. So her friend convinces her to um, go on this trip to China and track her down. Um, and all this, you know, raunchy, crazy stuff happens. And, uh, 
Yeah, uh, it was funny, but it was like, uh, you know, speaking of comedies, like in the in the movieplex this uh, these days, you know, it's, it's not, it's not something like it's going to stick with me, um, and it kind of a lot of the the humor feels original, but a lot of like the drama feels from other movies. Um, you know, at, at a certain point, these two friends obviously have a falling out because of this adventure. Um, it, I guess the closest thing I could liken to is the hangover. <laughs> okay. Um, kind of that same vibe. Um, but just with like, you know, a tour of China <laughs> instead of, uh, I guess they were in <laughs> Bangkok, right? In the second one. Uh, they were. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a little China travelogue, but you know, the, the, the trailer, I think, I think the trailer hit all the, the funniest parts uh to me um so that that's kind of it, it, i i wish that you know stuff like this there was a little more surprise to it, it um yeah you know, tra- trailers reveal too much you know yeah i think like, i've only seen uh like the little 15 second trailer where there are like kids on a playground that's the only one i've seen i think yeah and they're on train and they have to like stuff drugs up you know, all their holes and stuff like that. So <laughs> and get them back out. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Like all the, all the, I guess, shocking bits were kind of in the trailer. So there, there wasn't much to look forward to. Um, other than just like, how does this play out? So it would be nice if they had held something back. Okay. So, but yeah, it's fun, but it's, it's, it's not going to stick with me like super bad or uh, what's another comedy? The uh, 21 jump street, you know, I know I saw super bad is playing at the Alamo. I might need to see that in the theater. I know it's been a while, but yeah, I think, I think it's fun. It's definitely, I think, um, I don't want to say that you should, you, you should watch it on streaming, but it's definitely like, I, I could have watched that in streaming. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I could have done the same thing with no hard feelings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just didn't. There, yeah, there's nothing. You know, it's not so raunchy that someone's fucking a pie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Pie fucker. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, they're on this trip and, uh, all the, the some of this, some cra- some sort of crazy stuff happened. But yeah, the worst of it is like they have to put drugs in themselves and, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, and then let's see what else did I watch. Um. Oh yeah, I saw Top Gun Maverick. Nice again, but it was at the film on the rocks. How was that? Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, first of all, a band that I've done music videos for opened for the the whole thing, so that was cool. Um, watching them get like their big stage debut. Um, but Maverick itself, uh, I was a little frustrated because there seemed to like be collective groans because they have subtitles in the movie now. Mm. Um, which I'm guessing is because they were test last time I was there, they were testing like a, uh, a system for, uh, deaf people Mm -hmm. with like headsets that had like augmented reality so they, they could see the words, but, 
the rest of the audience couldn't. And I think they gave up on it. And so they just put the subtitles on the screen. I felt like the audience was like, oh, I have to read. It's like, dude, <laughs> don't be an asshole. <laughs> like not everyone can hear the movie here. <laughs> yeah. Like I know it's Red Rocks and like you go to hear the movie here, but not everyone gets to enjoy that. But I don't know Do if they been... crank the sound really high up those. I haven't been to one in so long. I can't even remember. I'd say a good amount. Um, I was in like the second or third row. So um, I felt like it was a little muffled in that section. Um, so based just, I think based on how the sound waves bounce off of that space, I think you might be better off in the middle and back. And there was no rush to get the front row stuff. So I'm, I'm guessing that everyone else knows something that I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I, you know, I was in the front row. Are they row all general admission or do you, you have assigned seats. It's basically, it's mostly general admission. There are a couple of VIP spaces. Um, so like in the, in the staircase that, or the, like the sitting area, there's like a little cube in the middle front that has like the projector and the, and the, the, the side cameras and everything. Um, and then off to the sides of that is the VIP section. So VIPs don't actually even get the middle. They just get like left and right sort of front. Mm. Um, I mean, it's still a way better view of the screen than, you know, way top in the back. Um, but yeah, for the, mostly it's, yeah, general. Like I, I paid 20 bucks and just got to sit in the front row. So nice. Didn't have to deal with anybody. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, but the, I think the coolest part, um, actually, um, the screen itself is baffling to me because it's sort of see through. Um, you know, it's it's not like a, a fabric plastic screen. It's like this LED screen that has holes in it, but you can still see the movie. But you can also see a little bit of transparency to it, which I think is super cool. Um, but yeah, uh, the the best part of the night though was um, uh, like everyone's cheering at all the beats that you expect, and then we get into the final battle, uh, and then right after Tom Cruise supposedly dies or Maverick supposedly dies, um, it just went black and you're like, or no, wait, when they, uh, when they get, when they go up in the air and they're being attacked by the Sam's, it went black Mm -hmm. and, uh, like basically the power went out (laughs) and there's Mm. like this, you know, everyone's so into that moment and uh, like where they're, you know, they're, they're escaping and then like, just this collective groan for the audience, like, oh no. And then it took a little while to get back up. So people started leaving, like it was over. Um, and, uh, it came back on. There was like this huge raucous, like we're back. And then it cut to that later part where uh, Maverick does like supposedly dies and it goes black again. And that's a thing for the movie. Cause I've seen the movie before, but everyone else <laughs> in the audience who hadn't seen the movie was like, they thought it happened again. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> So they're ready to riot. Um, but yeah, um, it was, yeah, it was like the, the weather was great for like the first time in forever, you know, it wasn't raining or, uh, hailing on people. Like a couple weeks ago, there's like a huge hailstorm, uh, yeah. like injured a bunch of people. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was so much fun. Uh, I wish you could have gotten to see it. Um, nice. you know, there's a couple uh jerks who were drunk and chatting through it which is 
unavoidable at this point but uh there was also like the fun like pseudo like usa us like when they bomb <laughs> the runway of this nameless country uh, antagonist you're just like who are you rooting against <laughs> it's a fictional <laughs> like yeah that's awesome so yeah that's why i watched and now we're gonna run out of time so uh nope we got seven minutes you got this i got it because uh i uh have you been watching secret invasion i haven't i don't have disney plus anymore Oh, um, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's based on a Marvel comic that came out in 2008, which I really like, um, where basically scrolls, because they can um, shapeshift, live among us. And in the Marvel universe, they set up scrolls as kind of a displaced um, race of people. And they have now come to Earth and have lived here. And Nick Fury learns that it's not just a small group of them. It's a lot of them. And most of them are very peaceful and contribute to society. But there is this faction of them that are now creating a rebellion where they're going to attack the people of earth. And you learn that a lot of them are in high ranking government positions and yeah, so it's kind of cool because you never really know who is a scroll, which I think is one of the strong points of the comic book. Is the only way you can tell is if they're killed and they, you know, shift back into a scroll, kind of like a werewolf. And it, it's it's a lot darker than a lot of the Marvel stuff. Um, it has an espionage thriller vibe to it. Uh, Sam Jackson is great in it. And yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a different Marvel project, but it's really cool. I don't want to spoil anything in it because there is two shocking deaths in it. There's a super shocking reveal of who's a scroll. Um, and yeah, it's, um, it's only six episodes. Uh, I've seen, uh, the first four are out now and, I think it'll set up a really interesting next part of the Marvel universe into um, the Marvels, which comes out in November. Um, So yeah, if you like the Marvel stuff, um, this is a little darker, a little more mature. Um, There's a lot of two characters talking, uh, but they're both like great actors, whether it's Don Cheadle and Sam Jackson or Amelia Clark and, um, Ben Middleton, you know, they, they're, they all have these great moments in the, in the show. And each episode is only like 40 minutes long. So each episode is pretty quick too. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's another one too that deals with a man who's been out of touch for a while because as we learned, Sam Jackson's Nick Fury has been off earth for a long time. So, um, yeah, you should definitely check out Secret Invasion if you like Marvel stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely going to whenever I get Disney Plus back. But uh, yeah, yeah, between the whole AI opening stuff and uh, I have heard all the spoilery death stuff. <laughs> Thank oh. you, Internet. So, yeah, fucking Internet. Yeah, there's, now there's nothing for me to get excited about. So thank you internet uh well you know watch it for the great performances by the actors in the show sure 
because they're expect, all great. I expect nothing less from Sam Jackson and all those other people. They've all done great things. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll have fun. Uh, next week, we are seeing Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Um, yeah, well, that's going to be awesome because... Yeah, a lot of Part 1s this summer. Yeah, because Tom Cruise is fucking badass, so... And I love the Mission Impossible movies. I don't think I can go wrong. They've only gotten better with time. That's that's not something a lot of franchises franchises can say. I, I agree. I agree. Hey, nerds. Corinne here for a special installment of Showtime. I know it's been a while. Um, just various life things got in the way, and I uh, wasn't really able to keep my usual routine of going to the movies like usual. Um, but I'm back at it with a good one. I just got out of a special early screening of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And I have to say, it's really good. I don't know if it's as good as the hype said. You know, like, oh, it's like the best action movie ever. I don't know. I saw a lot of hype going into it. Maybe that was not the best thing. But it is a lot of fun. Great thrill ride from beginning to end. There were a couple of scenes that had me on the edge of my seat. Um, I, okay, so my, my history with the Mission Impossible franchise is a little weird. I've never seen the first three. (laughs) I think I've seen parts of four, and then I saw five and six. Um, I saw six, I think, with, well, not with the nerds, but I talked about it with the nerds, um, on the podcast. And I just, it's really weird because, like, I see them in the theater, I have a good time, and then I just kind of forget about their existence for the next, you know, three or four years until the next one comes out. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, what happened in the last one? Um, I really like the character of Ilsa, um, Rebecca Ferguson's character. I loved her introduction in the fifth one, uh, the, the opera house scene. Like, that just sticks with me even years later. I'm like, you know, I don't remember all the action set pieces in all those movies, but the opera house scene from uh, Rogue Nation... I don't remember the subtitles at all anymore. Um, yeah, but I think it's Rogue Nation where, yeah, the opera house scene is uh, chef's kiss. Anyway, so I kind of refreshed myself a little bit uh, from 5 and 6 going into the movie tonight. And that kind of helped. I just remembered, like, you know, he's got Ilsa and the Bing Rames character and then Benji, who is, um, I don't know, that guy, <laughs> that actor's name, I can't think of him, but... Um, you know, it's kind of just the usual fare. So if you've seen a Mission Impossible movie, similar. I don't want to spoil too much. I don't want to spoil really anything. So I'm hesitant to say what some of the basic plot pieces are. Um, I am excited for whenever they make the the part two, uh, which I did wonder. I went to see it with, with my friend Jerry and walking out, I was like, um, they better get on to part two pretty quick, but they probably will get delayed because of all the, you know, all the various strikes going on. But yeah, the set pieces were great. Action's great. Um, like I said, there were some scenes that I was like, oh, like I genuinely did not know what was going to happen. Yeah. I have a lot to say about the movie once we get past the kind of that first weekend and we can talk about it on the the regular episode. Um, 
once we get, you know, into the, like, spoiler territory, because, again, I have a lot of thoughts, I have a lot of thoughts, ugh, and so, yeah, I would say, I would definitely recommend it if you're a fan of the Mission Impossible franchise, if you're a fan of action movies in general, or just cinema, we got, like, a fun, they had, like, a special kind of, I don't know, behind-the-scenes look or preview, whatever you want to call it, so they were kind of going into some of the details about one of the set pieces, it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailers, but there's this, like, car chase in Rome, and they were kind of going into the details behind that and how they rigged the different cars and things, so that was cool to see. And then, of course, they had a special introduction from the director, Christopher McQuarrie, and then Tom Cruise, and they were like, thanks for seeing it in the theaters, and I'm like, well, of course. This is, like, one of the few movies I actually will go out of my way to see in the theaters, even though, again, I'm, like, I'm not, like, a fan of Mission Impossible, but I'm sort of, like, a general supporter, right? I'll see it and never have to worry about it until I see the next one, if that makes sense. Like, I don't own any of them, but I'll generally support them whenever they come out. But, yeah, um, yeah, if you're a fan, I'd say go see it. I'm probably gonna go see it again at some point. The one, the one downside I'll share with you is that this is, it's not just this movie. I've always felt this about the other Mission Impossibles I've seen is I'm like, they're always about 20 minutes too long. Like by the, by the end of that last set piece, I'm kind of like, you know, squirming around in my chair a little bit. I'm like, all right, can we kind of start wrapping this up? You know, it's been two and a half hours of very loud noises. So, all right, let's get going. But Again, that's that's just me. Hopefully other people don't have that problem. Um, I'm sure you'll be like, oh, two and a half hours flew by. And that's great. But I don't know. Yeah, I've always been like, this is just a little a little too long. But acting's great. You know, all the cool, you know, locations, costumes, all of it. All of it's great. So, yeah. I'm very excited to talk about it once we get into spoilers. And I'll try to get on to the regular episode with the nerds. So we can all discuss it freely. But yeah, definitely go see it. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye. So um, until next week, we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it. <laughs>